From 2 Corinthians 13, 13, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We are so glad that you are seeking God with us, and we pray that the message you are about to hear is a blessing to you. I am Brian Niebank, pastor of Zion United Church of Christ Fireside in Bellevue, Ohio. I thank you for joining us today as we seek to walk together with God, expressing our love in Bible study and prayer, living the life of the church and serving others and worshiping God. May God bless you today. Let us pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. A friend of mine was driving home one evening, and it was completely dark. The transmission of the vehicle he was driving started acting up about 10 miles away from his destination, which was his home. Having no cell phone, there was no way he could contact anyone if he did not get home. I could envision a prayer that may or may not have been formed like a prayer, but would have gone something like this. Hold together. Please hold together just enough to get home. Just hold together until I get home. Thankfully, it did hold together and he could take care of scheduling a mechanic and getting a rental car from the comfort of his home the next day. Another couple shelters in place during a tornado. They are entrusting their safety to the structure that they are in. They, start, they might start talking to the building, hold together, you can get through this, you can weather out this storm. Encouraging the building can help withstand doubt and fear in a moment of danger. I remember driving up Interstate 55 toward Chicago in 2016 when I was visiting seminaries. The weather was not so great, to say the least, and the rain was coming down so hard that we had to pull over as we found a rest area. And either my dad or I, I don't remember which one of us, said something like, well, at least we are in a shelter now. But a maintenance worker looked at us as if to say, if a tornado comes along, this place is not holding together for a second. <coughs> Thankfully, none did, and the place did hold together as a shelter for the rain until the worst of it had passed. When else have you willed something to stay together? Perhaps you have had to use glue or duct tape to help hold something together, because duct tape fixes everything. I recall a couple of times on Boy Scout backpacking trips, where duct tape was quite handy in helping someone's shoes stay together until the end of the trip. I think it may have lasted through the next trip as well, even though he may have had to field a couple questions as to why he didn't bring a different pair. 
but it held together. Duct tape works for multiple trips. I think that we all can agree that holding together is a good thing. Holding together is a good thing. We do not want things to fall apart. We want things to hold together. When Paul was writing to the various churches throughout Asia Minor and what later became Southern Europe, he knew that many of the churches were divided against each other. People had disagreements about how to do things. Some members of the church were even living in what Paul would call flagrant disobedience of God's call for our lives. He wrote the letters to try to both hold the church accountable for what was happening and also to try to hold the church together, encouraging them in the name of Jesus and everything that holds them together. He wrote in a letter to the Colossians, May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from Christ's glorious power. And may you be prepared to endure everything with patience, while joyfully giving thanks to the Father, who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He himself is before all things, and in Christ all things hold together. In Christ, all things hold together. Paul starts his letter to the Colossians reminding them of the one thing that they can agree on. He begins with Christ. Jesus is the power that holds the church together. As the church seeks to know Christ more, to be more like Christ, and to spread the knowledge of Christ's mission throughout the world. If we can agree on one thing, Paul believes, we sure can be unified. The power of Christ is that compelling. The power of Christ is that powerful. When you want to restore a broken relationship, how do you do it? You could approach a person and tell them why you were angry with them and all the things that they did wrong. But revisiting that will not restore the relationship. It can only make things worse. Perhaps a common joy is more appropriate to start with. It does not mean that the other person should not be accountable for what they did, but it can be addressed with an understanding later when you revisit it. When you can talk through whatever it was. Paul addresses concerns like these, like things that people were doing wrong in the church to each other and to God. Throughout his letters, he addresses many of these concerns. But he usually starts by giving thanks for the people who he is writing to. He starts by being thankful. He starts with a positive, something that both he and the church can agree on. What common joy can help to restore relationships, to hold them together? We find in Paul's message 
both Jesus the powerful and Jesus the reconciler. Jesus is glorious. He is the image of the invisible God. He is before all things. He is the head of the body and of the church. He is like the CEO, the power. Uh, He'd be the CEO of the global church, for he is the head. But he would be the CEOs of all CEOs. And he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. There is a song that sings of this within Handel's Messiah, King of kings and Lord of lords. There are countless other songs also that sing of the glory of Christ. He is exalted. He is the Son of the Most High. And he is. But if he were a CEO, he would be the CEO who actually would come down from his office to have lunch with the employees who work for him. He is the king of kings who comes to eat with peasants. He does not exalt his own power. So we have Jesus the powerful, but he does not exalt that power. We gain strength through that power. And Jesus seeks to build bonds with others and also between others. He wants to reconcile those who have gone astray. He does not hold what we have done against us. What matters is who we are today. If we can agree on a few simple things, we are reconciled in the name of Christ. We are forgiven If we are seeking Christ through whatever means we can, through prayer, through study, and through conversation, we have earned favor with the glorious Lord of Lords. As you read the Gospel reading this morning, we find an example of this very act, of someone finding favor with the powerful Lord of Lords in Christ. Jesus was crucified with two criminals on either side of him, according to the Gospel of Luke. And when one criminal said to Jesus, Remember me when you come into your kingdom, Jesus extended the hand of mercy and said, Today you will be with me in paradise. Jesus is our merciful Savior. This is how we can be united with all people, regardless of our background, and regardless of where we have been. Jesus, in addition to being the powerful, Jesus is the reconciler. Jesus wants to unite people of all differences into one common bond and gather all of us together in paradise. Jesus does not care about the present. He cares about how you are spending, or Jesus does not not care about the past. He cares about the present. He cares about how you are spending this present moment. In our book group last week, we were finishing up the book of Ecclesiastes as we had a moving discussion on a section of the book that seemed to apply only to youth. Solomon reflected, Rejoice while you are young, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Remember your Creator in the days of your youth. But this section applies not only to youth, but to everyone who reads it. 
You are the youngest that you will ever be. Start with your youth at this moment, because you will never be this young again. No matter where on life's process, life stage you find yourself at, you have your current moment that you find yourself in right now. It is the perfect opportunity to restore a relationship. Solomon told us to, to remember your Creator in the days of your youth. Remember your Creator in the days that are youthful now, before they become the days of the old. Use this opportunity to know God better in this current moment. What matters is not however many years are behind us and what we have done with those years. What matters is what we are doing in the youthfulness of our present moment in which we live. For every moment in which we live is a youthful moment in which is an opportunity to be made new. As we celebrate Thanksgiving this week, we can also be unified in what we are thankful for. Many families having different political views will be brought together around one table, not separated by their differences, but united by their similarities. We are each unique, and we are each meant to be unique. We are going to have different opinions than other people on various topics. We are even going to uh, interpret some things and some events differently than other people. We could separate on behalf of these differences if we are looking for a reason to separate. But our challenge as Christians, and my challenge for you today, is this. Do not look for the differences. Look for the similarities. Do not look for the differences. Look for the similarities. This is the only way that God's people are going to be able to hold together. And in a world where we need encouragement instead of despair, hope instead of disappointment, we need to be able to hold together. Sometimes you just need to put up with one another. But sometimes that even may seem too hard for us. Uh, I'll share a quote from Will Willimon, who uh, is an author and theologian, as he reflects on Christian unity and finding unity on holding together. He says that it's so much easier to leave a congregation than to put up with one another in love. Easier to rally around your cherished cause or huddle with folks who share your values than to obey Christ and put up with one another even as Christ has time and time again put up with us. Even when we have different values, we are called to come together, not just finding time to spend with people who think exactly like us. As a body of Christ, Christ calls us to come together and accomplish things for Christ together. And the catch here is that Christ has put up with us, so it's less difficult 
for us to just put up with one another. But hopefully, we go to a step farther than that, and we go to a step beyond. We don't just put up with one another; we thrive together. If we are to truly to be the church, we are called into unity. We are called to celebrate the sovereignty of Christ on this day that we celebrate as Christ the King Sunday. As Christ is the King over all that we know. We celebrate that Christ will someday return and show His power over all the creation, reconciling all and making things right. The end of the church year before we start over again with Christ's birth and waiting for His birth, we find ourselves as the church in this present moment looking forward to that day when Christ will return with power and will return reconciling all people. To make things right, we wait for this day, but we believe in it. We show our belief by doing our part to hold ourselves together until this glorious day. We want to be found working when the Master comes, and in addition to praising the sovereignty of Christ in worship and in prayer. We are also the church at its best when we seek reconciliation with our neighbor, no matter our differences and what may divide us. My prayer for the church and the global church is this: hold together, encourage one another, be together. Hold together until the storms of this life pass, so that we remain protected in this, the house of the Lord. Please hold together, hold together until we get home. As we pray for the church to hold together, I pray. I know that we will witness more than holding together. Holding together is surviving, and being together is thriving. Being together through the storms of life to encourage and be encouraged, to be inspired, and to inspire through the knowledge of Christ and the love that is shared with us. May all honor and glory be to God. Thanks be to God, and Amen. We gather together in this space, despite our differences. We are unified by our similarity in Christ. Let us sing together as we praise God through our song. We gather together. Found in page eighty-one of our green books.
Thank you for joining us here at Zion United Church of Christ Fireside in Bellevue, Ohio. If you would like to reach out to us, we would be thrilled to journey with you on your walk with God. Call us at 419-483-6658 in the United States. Reach out to us on our Facebook page or send us an email at zionunited at gmail.com with any prayer requests or questions you may have. Remember to make time for God and confess Jesus as your way to God to give you hope in this life. May you be blessed by God and be a blessing for another. We hope to see you again.